you're excited for the pitch pod today, right? I am excited to be part of the pitch pod as always. Looking forward to recap of the FA Cup final and then a little preview of what's to come with the Champions League final this next weekend. So excited to be here. Thanks, Jeff. So Joe and I, we are looking at the FA Cup game, the final that just happened recently. And then we're going to go ahead and look at the upcoming Champions League final. So a couple fun matches here going on. Both of them involve Man City. I'll be honest, I'm a little sick of talking about Man City, but how do we not talk about them when they're winning and winning and winning? In fact, We'll talk about it later, but it's kind of exciting. They have a chance to go for the treble, which is kind of one of those unheard of things in football and soccer. So that's exciting. But uh, Joe, recapping the FA Cup final, what were your initial thoughts after that game? Well, maybe the key word is initial right off the whistle. You're looking at a goal by (laughs) Manchester City to go up. I think they finally reached the conclusion that was the 12th or 13th second that Gundogan had scored that one. I mean, and whenever you're in that type of situation, you know, all the fanfare to build up to this match and the whistle blows and not before you can even say what they're scoring to go up early. I think early, initially, I think to use that word initially, I thought, okay, it's just the one goal. They're going to go up early. It could be the curse of the early goal. Surely Manchester United will have what they need to do to get back into this. And it will be a well-contested match. Final result being two, one, but in between that, plenty to talk about. Yeah, so that was, yeah, that was a really, really fast goal. I know it was definitely within 15 seconds. Um, but, yeah, just to see that initial goal, it kind of sets the pace for the rest of the game. It's hard to come back from that when 15 seconds into the game, you're down 1-0 uh, against a team that's so attack-heavy and so star-studded like Man City. It's that makes it difficult to climb back from. Although, man, you did try. Um, but can you speak a little bit about Gunduin and those volleys that he got? Well, I mean, the first one's just brilliant. The fact that it was an opportunity because ball gets played up over the top. Holland, in a different role, you know, was able to get the ball and they get the opposition, the defenders get drawn to him. And there's Gundogan there just being smart. I mean, probably didn't even think twice about it. It was just natural reaction. That's what good players with lots of training in those situations are able to pull off. But it's still a brilliant strike to get the ball in the back of the net and to go up early. I thought it was a great goal. Yeah, yeah, it 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 was. it was, And I think the keep for Man U might have thought that he was going to bring it down and then take a strike on the second touch. So... It looked like he was just kind of frozen and and didn't react, which um, isn't ideal in that situation. But like I said, I mean, I don't think most people saw that volley, that perfect shot happening. But on the second volley with Gunduin, what are your thoughts, Joe? Because there's a couple of bounces before it even got in the goal. Um, yes, it kind of made it made its way through the woods and and went skimmed right by a couple of players. But do you think the keep should have stopped one of those volleys? Oh, the second one for sure. I mean, if there was, if you're going to put one on a keeper that could have, should have been saved a second there again, was it that he was just got rooted, had his weight going to the opposite side? 
Again, you said there was enough people, maybe you didn't see it, saw it late. But still the reaction and still the way that the, the pace and the ball, the trajectory, it feels like could have made his way, got down low to the far post, got a hand out and made that save. And it just was slow to react and just enough to get past the keeper. But I thought the keeper could have saved it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. At, at least on one of those, the keeper has to come through. I know there are volleys. I know it, it's difficult, but you know, that's why, that's why you get paid the big bucks, I suppose. But, um, but yeah, so obviously I don't even know if we should have a man of the match se segment. Cause I think I know who you're going to pick and I think you know who I'm going to pick. Right. But Jeff, I'm surprised. I think you had asked me off air prior to the show about the handball. I'm going to put it back on you. I'm going to, cause I already answered again. I have my ideas about whether or not that was a handball and the penalty that at least gave Manchester United a lifeline. I think we worth the, the time of the audience to hear from you, Jeff. Was it, was that a handball? Okay. So great question. We did talk about this off air. I guess in the, in the technical sense, it was a handball. Yes. However, did did the player in this instance Grealish intentionally handball or disrupt the play with the handball that's another question I would say no but uh technically did it it must have touched his hand uh when they looked at it at VAR but honestly as someone who used to play when you're landing I mean you, it's hard to pull all your limbs in tight and for his sake I think for his balance he had his hand. It just naturally went up. It didn't look to me like he intentionally threw it up to stop the ball by any means. That's my take on it. Joe, what's your take? Well, I think you have to go further into the law of the game, remember, for interpretation. And I don't necessarily think that I interpret the law with handball that it has to be intentional. It is an event where the ball hits the hand. Now, you, I think you're arguing in some sense him going up in the air, your hands naturally go up in the air. But I also think that if you are defending in the box and a ball is potentially or could be potentially hit across your way, you have to be mindful that your athleticism or something else, body shape, movement has to be different to account for that. You know, you'll see defenders more often than not playing, even defending with their arms around the back, different than jumping up. But the ball strikes the hand in the box, changes the trajectory. So how could you not argue that that because of that, I mean, there's a different income. If his hand was not in that spot, the ball goes somewhere else, potentially taking away the opportunity for another attacking chance. So I think by law, the ball hits the hand, hand hits the ball, however you want to say it, in the box is a clear penalty for me. Okay. Yeah, I, I guess the – yeah, I, I, I understand where you're coming from. Um, to me, it didn't look like the hand really changed the trajectory. I mean, I, it definitely looked like it, it did skim, definitely. But as far as the trajectory – I'm not sure, but either way, the call was made. It was, it was the right call and uh, led to the PK, leading to Man U scoring and um, and almost climbing back into it. But uh, they couldn't do it, even though Rashford had a pretty good shot, pretty good chance on goal. But um, kind of like Holland, both of them had really good opportunities, but got underneath the ball a little bit. And whenever you do that, it's going to soar. Um, but had Rashford made that goal, had Rashford connected, that could have been a different ball game for sure. Um, but Joe, going back to the man of the match, 
right? I think we both had the same guy. This was Gunduan's match. Two goals, two volleys. He's the man of the match. But what other players were impact players uh, throughout the game on both sides for you? I thought really from the Manchester City side, you had players in the attack that were helpful in making sure that the defenders of Manchester United really couldn't just focus on the one. It wasn't just Fred neutralizing Kevin De Bruyne. I mean, that was a part of it. And there was Manchester City just having so many different options in the attack as attacking threat that make Manchester United really not be able to ideally focus on man markups and matchups. It was really like you needed as a unit to defend a lot better. And I mean, really, I I had them at 3-1 and the 2-1 result, I think, was pretty indicative of, of the game. I think they both, Manchester United and Manchester City, had chances that they didn't finish. But I thought, you know, plenty of other players. I mean, you know, maybe even go and, you know, dress Grealish, I thought was a little bit better than I'd seen him there before, minus the handball. I think he was an impactful player in that game. And some of the others, I mean, again, yeah, if you're having to be mindful of that many attacking players and what they can do, it's always going to be a challenge. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, Grealish played well. And... Holland, he made some opportunities for himself. So I thought he played well, even though he didn't convert. He did have a good game. And then KDB, he always has a good game. Um, drawing some fouls, some good free kicks and assists. That guy always shows up. So it, it was a great match. Um, but Joe, we're not done talking about Man City, are we? No, we're not. They are <laughs> in a spot to then, as you mentioned earlier, to earn the trouble if they can win this Champions League final versus enter this upcoming weekend. My is a question, why not? Or how will they not? Or is it for sure? I don't want to say it's for sure because these are games there we play them for a reason, as they say. And Inter certainly is a type of club and a side that's gonna put together a difficult challenge in the sense that they know how to play the game to get the result. They know what they got to do, whether it be to absolutely limit Manchester City and to look to try to scrap and get a goal or whether they're going to take this all the way through, hoping that if they can get lucky enough to get it to PKs, they can win in that fashion. I don't think Manchester City is just going to walk through them or, or play through them or just be that much of a dime. I mean, as, although on paper, again, individual players and performance-wise, they are a better team. I would think they would have the best, better chance of winning this. Yeah, I think, I think that's what most people are thinking. Uh, I just checked in right now. Man City has a 67% likelihood of winning this. Uh, that's oh, what people wow. have been voting on and saying. So I, I think most people are leaning towards them winning, um, which is understandable. They, they're they a star-studded pack team. Pep is a great coach who, who is motivated, and he wants to win this. So that makes sense to me. It does. Um, I guess if you're Man City and you're going against Enter, you know, do you change things up? Do you do something different with the lineup? I've been hearing that they might come out in a 5-3-2, five, five, five defenders in the back. Um, does that change their game? Are they better with a 4-3-3? And that makes them uh, allows for them to have some offensive combinations. Or do you think they stay in that and they don't even transition to a 5-3-2? What, what are your thoughts, Joe? We haven't talked about prediction of the lineup, but I don't know why Pep wouldn't play the exact lineup, essentially minus Ortega and goal for their regular goalkeeper, Ederson, there. But I think that they're going to be set to play similar. It's actually really the three in the back and then the two holding mids 
the wide players, a couple midfielders, and then all up top there is the number nine. I think they're going to be set up to play that way and just do what they do. I, I can't imagine them changing. If they're doing anything, it's to get Enter to think twice about what they're going to be confronted against. You know, if Enter's going back to even watching the FA Cup final versus Manchester United, looking at making changes or training according to that, I think that that's going to be ill-advised. I think that they would probably best plan, but rather Manchester City should best plan is to do what they've been doing. That's kind of my take too. Um, I did see some commentators, uh, Henri specifically, that were saying that they're likely to come out with that formation. Uh, but my thought process uh, is just keep doing what you're doing. If if you're winning, if you're having success, yeah, why risk it? Why change things up now? Uh, so I, I'm thinking along the same as you, Joe. Um, any other thoughts? Before we head into our predictions, yeah, be, I mean, we didn't talk too much about Inter, but it'd be interesting to see if Lukaku gets a start and what kind of impact he has. I know he still wants to be recognized as one of the top strikers in the world, and here's a stadium or here's a platform for that. Here's this, the opportunity to do so. If he were to come out with a goal that would would you know help Inter get through or to win this one in some way, I think that would be a great great for him as an individual player. So I mean, it'd be looking forward to seeing if he starts in his role for Inter in this match. Yeah, that's a great point. And I I would definitely, if if I don't start him, if I was the manager and if I didn't start him, I'd be looking to bring him in pretty early. Uh, it was clear in their last match that as soon as he came in, him and Martinez started making some good one-two um, combinations. And, and once you know it, a goal happened. So I expect a big game from Martinez. I hope Lukaku gets in a little bit earlier if not starting. And uh, I think those two could definitely give Man City and their defense a little bit of trouble on the back. Um, so it's a fun game. I'm looking forward to it, Joe. Are you excited for it? Absolutely. This, I mean, the, the Champions League final culminates a lot so much of, you know, what teams have done not only the prior year to get into the contest, but what they've had to go through through the group stage, through the knockout rounds to get to this. And you got two good teams set to play, and I'm really excited. I think Manchester City wins. I think that a couple goals obviously is not outside of what they can do. They've, they've rolled through teams like this before. I mean, is it going to be the type of Manchester City performance where they're getting three or four goals? I don't know. But I, I think that probably maybe a conservative prediction in this case is, is another 2-1 win Manchester City. Okay. 2-1 Man City. All right. Um that's a great prediction. I do think Man City is going to win as well. I, I how do I not how do I not pick them as my winning team, right? But I think that they're going to come ready to play. I think that they're motivated, they're confident coming off this win, this big FA Final Cup win. So I, I have them winning, but I think they're going to win by a slightly wider margin. I have them winning this game three one, Joe. And I can see that again. There's there's no reason with the players we've talked about consistently and what they've done that they couldn't score three goals. I just think with the final, it might be a little bit. Both teams might be a little more conservative from the get go, and it may be especially Inter. I think that they're going to be set up to more so early on at least ensure that they don't see a goal scored in the first 15 seconds. That they probably are going back and looking at that film, going, "How do we make sure that doesn't we don't put ourselves in that position?" You know, and really even an early goal or even a goal in the first half. I think Inter could go onto this thing and 
let's just take it by half by half where every 10 or 15 minutes to eliminate, to make sure that Manchester City doesn't score as, as a means to go about getting the result. Again, I think this is an inner team that will go out there to get the result and do whatever they have to do. It may not be a pretty beautiful game, but they're going to try to find a way to, to limit Manchester City's opportunities to just roll through them 3-1. I mean, but I think that's a fair prediction. I think it would be hard to, to go any further and suggest that Inter might pull this one off. But again, that's why we play these. And that's why we are getting excited to watch it. And I'm looking forward to it. That's why we tune in. We hope everyone enjoys the match. Please like, please subscribe. If you like what we're bringing, we have lots of good content planned in the future. Uh, feel free to leave comments. Joe and I are always looking to start a dialogue with people out there watching and even leave your prediction. We're excited to see what you think is going to happen. Who knows? Maybe someone out there will get the ring dinger. What do you think, Joe? Possible. Yeah. Let's hear from viewers. Let's hear from anybody that's interested in putting their thoughts out there as well. Be excited to see what they have. All right. Keep pitching, everyone. In a game, the round ball, round posts, anything can happen. <laughs>